Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Canon Chatter TV. Um, a slightly more subdued Canon Chatter tonight. As you can see, the, the Halloween decorations have gone, the fancy dress costumes have gone, and G's not stuck in a space full of marshmallows. <laughs> um, we're still hearing, hearing about that one. Um, yeah. So, mm -hmm. a lot to get through tonight. Um, we're going to have a good chat, obviously, about our trip to. King Power Stadium on Saturday, um, a great victory, um, and how that means things stand for us now. So what we'll do, we will play our intro video and we will get straight into it. Okay, so as I said, welcome back to Canon Chatter TV um, with me, Stephen. And as always, I am joined by my lovely co-hosts on the channel. Um, we have G. How are you, G? I'm good, you know. I'm really, really good. Um, you know, I was having actually having conversations with a couple of Arsenal fans, um, obviously since the weekend's game, and just saying how much... Um, just how much more, you, you know, your spirit's lifted when Arsenal actually play well and do well. So, yeah, i just just feeling really positive, really, about everything, <laughs> to be honest. But, yeah, no, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm a bit tired tonight. I've had a, a long yeah. day today. Um, yeah. Actually, quite a long weekend um, with, with lots of family stuff going on. But, you know what? It's been a good weekend. We're out trick-or-treating last night, and honestly... Nice. Um, the, the amount of sweets we came home with was unbelievable. I can imagine. So I think the boys will just be wired to the moon for the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> Lottie, how are you? Yeah, I've been better. I've had better Mondays, but I'm all right. Other than that, um, my laptop, my, well, my laptop that I'm currently using blew up this morning. It's a miracle it's actually working. So I'm a bit wary of it blowing up again <laughs> at the moment. Other than that, I'm good. What did Josh and and Oliver go out as last night? Just out of curiosity. So Josh was a clown, um, mm -hmm. a scary yes. clown, and Oliver was some sort of like fairy monster thing. I don't really know okay. what the costume was, but he liked Gee, it. You... He picked okay. it, so that's, really that's cool. all that matters. Gee, did you take the little one out? You know what? I have to be honest. We didn't. What what we did oh, was. Why not? No, what it is, you know, I, I think it's a case of living in London for so many years that mm. in, I was having this conversation with a couple of people I've met down here in Ramsgate mm. and they were asking me about Halloween and I said, you know what, like Halloween in London is, it's more of an excuse um, for adults to kind of get wasted really. Like you have a lot of like Halloween parties and stuff like that, but not, not much really goes on in terms of like stuff for the kids. So mm. we went out for dinner um at one of the local pubs just had like mm -hmm. a, a sunday roast and you know what i've got to say i was absolutely amazed we'd left we left the pub at about seven mm -hmm. and on the way back from the local pub to our house there was so much going on in the streets of ramsgate it was unbelievable like they mm -hmm. were like full-on like obviously we could see that the houses were decorated but People were literally that like, saying hello to you, wishing you happy Halloween, inviting you into their homes. And to be honest, I felt almost like I was in a different like dimension because, mm. like for me, it's it's just not what I'm accustomed to to living in London. So we definitely, we definitely, obviously, we weren't we weren't expecting it, 
Um, but we definitely said to ourselves, like, no, nah, next year, we're really going to kind of embrace the whole thing because it's something that we did somewhat celebrate in London, but there isn't really a culture for it um, where we've lived previously. But yeah, down here in Ramsgate, it, it's like full on. And it, and it was really nice. It was just a real nice kind of community spirit. But um, And we did join in on the way on the way home from the pub, but we'll definitely get like more prepared next year. Definitely. Yeah, I told you that's what it's like living by the sea. Crazy. Um, <laughs> all different. Do you know what it is? Uh, we actually, last night, there was we had organised with um, some of the other parents in the street. We had like a wee WhatsApp group. And yeah. so there was, I think it was about eight kids all together. So what we were doing was it meant they were all going and knocking. It was cutting down the amount of knocks in the door that people yeah. were getting. So they were all getting at once. And honestly, every single one of them, I had to come home at one point and get plastic bags for everybody because <laughs> they were having to empty their wee buckets, you know, the wee Halloween buckets in plastic bags because it was that yeah. many sweets. Wow. There was one house we went to that they were actually just giving out full-size bags of sweets like this, you know, like... Crazy, yeah. Bags of oh. squishies or whatever they're called. Just hand out like, these bags are like a pound each. Just hand yeah. them out. Brilliant. Um, but anyway, yeah. we digress. Yeah. Um, Halloween is now over. But do you <laughs> Sorry, know what? Guys. Just... Just on that, um, you, you're saying there about obviously living now by the sea and it's completely different from London. That experience you have, take that and multiply it by about three or fourfold. And that's what it's like living in Northern Ireland in our communities. Wow. Um, must, must be amazing then because it was really eye-opening for us. Like like I say, having, having lived in London all our lives, it was eye-opening in terms of just how people embraced it and just how just kind of so much of a community spirit there was. Like, it was just, it was very strange, but very good. Well, I'll tell you a story. I remember the first day I moved to Weymouth, whenever I lived in England, um, we knew, we had um, some family down there and stuff, so we knew some people. Um, and there was people around the house, and I said, right, can someone take me to the, the local supermarket? I'm like, oh, don't, don't worry, you know, come up to our house for dinner. I'm like, no, no, I need to get a packet of biscuits. Like, yeah. What do you need a packet of biscuits for? And I'm like, in case anybody calls around, you, you have to have a packet of biscuits in. And they were like looking at me like, what? What are you on about? <laughs> and I said, like, well, if someone calls around, you have to offer them a cup of tea and a biscuit. It, it doesn't yeah. matter if you stand for five yeah. minutes. That's yeah. what you do. They're yeah. looking at me like a two heads. But anyway, mm. right. Listen, um, we, we could talk about this all night. And the, the whole point of us adding extra shows, they are our repertoire is to cut down the length of time we're on, yeah. not just give us an excuse to talk about other nonsense. <laughs> Couple of comments there already. Evening, Ryan. How are you? Haven't seen you about for a bit. Good to have you back with us. Um, Mr. Boris, hello all. Must be a happy, happy chatter today. It is definitely, <laughs> definitely. Things are looking better. And Barry Fitzpatrick, that's a new name to the chat. Evening, Barry. Welcome. Hey. Welcome to the channel. Yeah, I feel like I've seen this name before, to be honest. I'm not too sure. I don't uh, think so. Rings a bell. If we Maybe have, not. welcome back. If we haven't, yeah. welcome along for the first time. Um, good to have you with us, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. Okay. Um, so, yeah, as I say, we are going to add some new shows. Um, we've got the first coming this week, and we'll talk about that before before we finish up tonight. Um, but the idea is we want to cut down on the length of these shows because they are creeping up and up. Um, I remember when me and G first started, you know, we talked and talked and we kind of went, oh, we've got to get these shows down under an hour. And then all of a sudden they're two hours. And then <laughs> me and G did one the other week, it was three hours. And we're like, oh, this has got to stop. So, yeah, 
we are going to split things up a bit and some of the stuff that we would talk about in these shows will be saved for other shows um, mm. going forward and as i say we'll talk a bit later on about that so let's kick things off very quickly um and i don't know if either of you have seen this but this is the new winter premier league ball and i just wanted to get quick reactions from you okay this is the first time i've seen it in all honesty um and i've been quite active on twitter today but i've not seen this so yeah um put me a bit on the spot here but at first glance i don't like it if i'm completely honest <laughs> that, that's my first kind of natural reaction um it's a lot going on um for for football um i kind of generally feel like with footballs i'm a bit old school i kind of feel like simplicity the more simple the better um I preferred kind of just playing with an either an either all white ball or an all orange ball um, in the winter when I was younger and I used to play. But yeah, there's a lot going on with this ball. Um, at first glance, not too sure, not too sure about it. But I guess you know, um, I think like most things, it probably I'll probably become desensitized by all what's going on um, once I see it in a couple of games. But yeah, first glance, not too sure. At the, is is there like a theme or a reason why it's designed in the way it is? Is it? I'm, I haven't seen. I mean, if you sponsored. look at the background there, the graphics, it's like yeah, the it's, it's kind of sponsored by maybe kind of a comic or cartoon effect. But yeah, um, not too sure from from my stance. Lottie, quick thoughts. It looks like sick warmed up. It looks like someone's <laughs> puked over it. Like it's horrible. I've just got used to seeing the other one. The, you know yeah, the one yeah. that you normally have in the background, Stephen. I've just got used to seeing that one. I prefer that one. I didn't like the other one at first, but it's that what the other one that you've got, Stephen, is much better than this one. It's horrid. Oh, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> what about you? What's your thoughts? Yeah, what do you think? Do you know what? It's a ball's a ball. As long as it ends up in the back of the opponent's net, I don't really care yeah, what it looks go. like. There you go. Um, <laughs> it, it's round and it's kickable. Yeah. <laughs> that's the main thing. Um, yeah. You know, it's that's all that really matters to me. As long as we end up in the back of the opposition's net, I don't care what it looks like. Um, it'll look well in the snow. Yeah, no, definitely. So, definitely. Mr. Boris, how long was the deadline day? One, three, four hours. Um, deadline day was, oh, there was three different shows. It was 12 hours in total. Yeah, 12 o'clock. We started at that day and we were on the near 12 o'clock that night. Dedication, yeah. man. Dedication. Yeah. And Lottie was there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was there for about an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. but you, you were moving, so. Yeah, I was I was relocated to the coast. Well, that's who he tells us. It's just he's got no no effort, no love for the towel, no loyalty there. <laughs> oh, mate. Don't say that, Stephen. Don't say that. Ryan, it's awful yet nice. Um, what was the best ball though? Oh. Can I be honest? A ball's a ball. Yeah. I've only noticed the last two seasons. I don't remember any other. I balls. used to. I think the well, one that sticks in my head though is the old um, Premier League meter um, meter ball. Um, do you remember that one? When There's so many style. designs. It, it depends yeah. which one you're talking about. That's, that's about it, really. I never really paid mm. too much attention to the footballs, but no. that one you honestly can't miss. Um, you can't miss it. It's bright orange. Of, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the design, but as as Stephen says, you know, if it means Aubameyang putting it in the net 20, 25 times a season, then I'll be happy mm. with it. Yep, Smith Rowe as well. He's on his way. Yeah, got another goal. Got another goal. <laughs> 
Um, Tom said there, Italy 91 was nice. Yeah, we might actually have to have a look at that some night and have, have a wee, uh, mm. how we go through and see some balls and stuff. And that sounds mm -hmm. really dodgy. Um, see some footballs. The wrong sort of show. <laughs> Oh, live TV. That's so we said we were going to make smaller shows. Have we told you about our only fans channel? Um, <laughs> on, Mind out the gutter, boys. Come on. Right. Let's move on. So, um, before we get into the match, some news that broke this morning was of the um, the only manager who sounds like a Harry Potter spell, Nuno Espirito Santo. Has disappeared mm -hmm. and has got the boot at um, Spurs. How are we feeling about this? What's your thoughts, G? Um, I wasn't surprised, um, to be honest, because I think it's been pretty much expected um, for the whole weekend um, and obviously early into the day, um, particularly after the... Um, not so great performance um, that they put in against United at home. I think both Oli and Nuno, in many ways, have become the new Arteta in recent weeks. You know, Arteta was under quite extreme pressure um, earlier on in the season, obviously, the way we started. And I think that pressure, given the performances and results, that pressure is somewhat lifted. And it definitely, you know, felt as though they, you know, people were even naming it else. El sack game or whatever they whatever they were calling it on 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 social media, but yeah, it was definitely a, a a game of two managers that were under severe pressure, and quite clearly from 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 the game and the result, you know, um, it relieved a little bit of pressure for Oli, and it brought about an expectation that Nuno was going to go. So I wasn't surprised, um, but. It's quite crazy when you actually think about it, because I know I've been one of Arteta's biggest critics this season, but it's crazy to think that this man only managed Tottenham for 17 games, 10 of which were league games. And, you know, we, we are, as fans, we, we can be very fickle, you know, and I know, I, I I'd like to say I'm quite a measured fan, but I do know sometimes with my emotions and my passion and my love for Arsenal, I can overreact. Um, but when you actually think about it, you know, from obviously in this situation, I'm not a Spurs fan, so I can kind of look at it from a more rational point of view. And it's actually crazy to think that you've brought in a manager and you've expected to him, you've expected to actually have any kind of significant change within 17 games. Like it's actually madness to think, you know, that within a 17 game period that he could have got much done you know, in, in terms of his career. But at the end of the day, it's happened. Um, I've spoken to a couple of Spurs fans um, who I know, like family and friends, um, and they have their reservations, you know, about his dismissal um, and potentially his replacement, Conte. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, I, I don't know, you know, I think w whatever happens, it's it's happened. Um and whoever they get, whoever they get to replace him, etc. Um, let's just hope that you know he does equally as bad as Nuno did, um, and then we <laughs> and we and we just keep him moving. But yeah, it's I wasn't surprised it happened, but when you actually look at the statistics, the performances weren't great, the you know the 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 results weren't great, but yet 
you know, they won the league in August. He got manager of the month in August. And yet, you know, however many games later, he's lost his job. So I guess that's just kind of the nature of the Premier League. But yeah, it's, it's a bit crazy to think that after 17 games that, you know, the guy's lost his job. Yeah. I kind of feel a bit sorry for him in the sense he, you know, he was seventh through choice. He came into an aging squad, not given a massive budget for signing new players. Um, mm. And he, his star striker had no interest in being at the club. Yeah. And has played like he's had no interest in being at the club. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was always sort of destined for failure. Lottie, what's your thoughts? Do you know what? 17 games and how many managers did they ask before he, he they found him? My next question is how many more managers are they going to ask before they find someone else? Well, on that, it um, it obviously looks from, from everything we're reading and seeing tonight mm-hmm. that um, this man, Antonio Conte, is basically agreed a deal. It's all but done. Um mm-hmm. Promises of 100 million to be spent in January mm-hmm. from Daniel Levy. And, you know, that that's interesting. Um, yeah. 18 month deals for 2023. So basically the rest of this season plus next season. Um, and it's going to cost him the guts of 20 million to, to bring Conte in. But, you know, is Conte the man that can change their fortunes? He is a top draw manager, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I would I would probably rank him, say, top five in the world in terms of the kind of, you know, experienced and, and established managers. But the, the issue, I think the issue Spurs and Tottenham have, um, and this is something that's kind of been relayed by, you know, a couple of the Tottenham fans I've spoken to since all this news broke, is that, you know, he did he did somewhat a good job at Chelsea, but you know, you have to look at the squad, the squad he had at his disposal at Chelsea. Um, you know, he did a really good job at Inter winning, you know, the Scudetto, you know, the Serie A, etc., with the Inter Milan side that hadn't won it for however long. But again, the quality of the opposition in Italy at the time, the squad he had at his disposal again at Inter. Um you know, as much as, you know, I, I rate him as a manager, I, ju- I just think, you know, this is not Chelsea and this is not Inter in terms of squad that he's inheriting. So it's it's a much bigger job. So for me, it's like two two things that, two, you know, th- there's a couple of things that kind of you raise an eyebrow at. I think one is the length of the contract. Um, I think, you know, if you're bringing in a Conte and, you know, Tottenham, let's face it, are a project. You know, they, they, they need a lot of work in terms of turning things around, bringing in new personnel, etc. And, you know, what what really can be done, you know, in 18 months? Like, I'm not sure Conte is going to be able to come in and, and really transform, you know, Tottenham's fortunes um, as quickly as probably a lot of Tottenham's fans, you know, hope. And the other thing is, you know, when you look at the likes of Chelsea and you look at the likes of Inter Milan, in both situations, he fell out quite infamously with the board. And a lot of that was to do with, you know, the resources he had at his disposal or the lack of resources that he had at his, his disposal or the players that he targeted that they, they they didn't necessarily secure the signatures for. So, you know, Conte is a top draw manager. Um, I think, you know, he is in another league to Nuno. However, you know, with that type of manager comes, you know, a huge ego, 
um, comes expectations, as we've seen, which is he's going to need money to turn things around. So whether it whether it's the right matchup, I'm not sure. Only time will tell. But it will definitely be interesting to just to see how it how it all kind of um, plays out. But I think it will either go really well, which hopefully it doesn't, or it will just blow up and just completely backfire. Um, and they could have a manager, a, a new manager in by the end of the season. So we just got to see how it plays out, really. Okay. Lottie, anything to add to that? No, you hit it straight on the head. I just really hope it just goes really very wrong for him. And sorry, I do apologise. Iwobi's just scored for Evan. 2 1. 2 1. Yeah, 2 1. Sorry, I do apologise, guys. I'm just watching the fantasy football again. Um, yeah, no, but G, G absolutely hit it on the head. I mean, it could go one of three ways, but I can honestly see um, the Tottenham board getting bored of his demands because that's exactly why he left Syria because mm. they weren't going to give him the money that he wanted. Even Chelsea as well, yeah. See, same reason why he fell Even off. Even Chelsea. thing is, he knows, he knows what he wants. He knows how to win. It's a case of Spurs, want, will they pay that amount? Because 100 million is not going to get you very far. Unless you're going to sell your last striker, who clearly doesn't want to be there. Okay, so let's grab a couple of these comments then. Um, Tom, I thought he was doing a great job recently. I heard rumors Spurs are in the market for Big Sam. Um, Mr. Boris Nuno was the wrong manager at the wrong time. Feel bad for him. Mark, evening people. Evening, Mark. How are you? Um, Mr. Boris, my God, it will be just scored. Mark, if they get contact, I hope Joe Lewis is deep pockets. Tom, 100 million doesn't buy you a lot these days. Um, but more to the point, what top player wants to join a team who never win any trophies? I wouldn't. And hey, everybody from Ryan. How are you, Ryan? Good to see you again. Um, okay, Lolly, then a quick one for you, just in terms of this mm -hmm. managerial merry-go-round. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, heavy reports today, again, of this man, ex-Arsenal manager, Unai Emery, being first choice for Newcastle. Mm -hmm. Um He's had a bit of an indifferent season this season with Villarreal, a lot of draws. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently this is the man they want to, to take the charge up at Newcastle and, and start building their new project. What do you think? Ugh, I was glad to see the back of him when he left. As you know, in the Halloween special, he was he was the worst manager I've ever seen at Arsenal, for me, personally. Um, I, I won't be happy to see him back. Because I've literally just finished writing a piece up on the Newcastle takeover. I've done my research and there's five players that we need to get rid of and we're likely to get rid of. And I think Emery will take them if he does take that job. We're looking at the likes of Lacazette, Holden, Mains and the Niles, Chambers. And who was the other one that I was talking about? Oh, there's, there's someone else I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> but he will definitely have one of those four plus one players off us that we do need to get rid of. Okay. Evening, guys. Evening, Mark. Quick question there then from Jamie. Um, Jamie, I'll let you answer that one. Would a player in January choose Spurs over Newcastle? So let, let, let's hypothetically think Conte goes into Spurs tomorrow. Emery comes into Newcastle. We know Newcastle are going to have huge budget 
and plenty of money to, to offer out for wages. Mm-hmm. Which team is more attractive, Conti's Spurs or Emery's Newcastle? In my opinion, reluctantly, Conte Spurs. Um, in, 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 you know, I, I didn't want to say it, but I have to be honest. Um, and for me, you know, Spurs, as bad as Spurs have been this season, they are still leagues ahead of Newcastle in terms of squad, squad depth, squad quality. Um, and in and in Antonio Conte, they have you know a very successful manager. Um, as I said, I, I would personally rank him top five in the world um, in terms of established managers, managers that have kind of you know take had a couple of jobs under their belt and 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 been successful at those clubs. So um, there's there's no doubt that you know with the Newcastle takeover that you know they will make the new owners will make every single effort. To, to turn Newcastle into an absolute force, you know, in Premier League football, but that is going to take time. Um, and I think Newcastle's main objective this season is to stay up. And that's not guaranteed. Um, because as much as we've only played 10 games, the league season is going to literally go with, you know, in a flash. The games come thick and fast. They're going to, you know, they're going to start running out of games and they really need to start getting some points on the board. And I'm just not sure that, you know, a certain calibre of player is really going to want to go in to Newcastle and actually accept that they're going to be part of a relegation fight. So I just think when you look at the the current league standings, when you look at the, the quality of the squad and then you look at the manager who will be in place at either of those teams, I think at this point, Spurs would definitely still be a more attractive project than Newcastle at this point. Okay. Um, right. I believe good evening all. I missed much. Yes, you missed 25 minutes of quality YouTube viewing, Keith. Um, <laughs> but good to have you with us. Uh, Mark, actually hoping Wolves hang on here for the win for a nice wee bet. How much are you going to win? Um, morning, guys. How good was that Leicester result? Sorry if you've already spoke about it. We haven't got there yet, Scott. We're just doing our other bits and pieces, talking about the, the managerial merry-go-round. And Wolves have got a penalty. Yeah, All right. So um, okay, so let's get on to the game on Saturday then. Um, and obviously we we went down to... Um, I keep wanting to say the Walker Stadium, but it's the King Power Stadium. Yeah. Just when Newcastle fans mm-hmm. thought things was going to get better. Haha. Mm-hmm. From Ryan there, yeah. So yeah, we went down to the, the, the King Power Stadium and um the lineup comes out and gee you got it bang on with your prediction yeah. on Friday night. So all eleven played. So Ramsdale and goal, we had a back four then of Tommy Asu, Ben White, Gabriel and Nuno Tavares. Um midfield it was Sambi and Partey. And um, then we had Smithrow and Saka on the wings and Aubameyang up top with Lacazette just in behind him. Happy? Over the moon. Absolutely over the moon. You know, we played so well against Villa. Um, You know, the performance, the result was exactly what we needed. And I never saw any kind of rationale or reason to, to, 
to, to change that. I know there was a lot of speculation about potentially changing the formation, the personnel, etc. But I literally just saw no reason to do it because I felt as though the Villa performance was the best performance we've had this season across 90 minutes. So I wanted to see the same team. Um, I wanted to see the same setup, and that's exactly what I got. So when the team came out, I was thrilled that Arteta had, you know, stuck to his guns and and kept what, you know, seems to be a winning formula ongoing. So yeah, happy. Lovely. Yeah, no. I mean, G's made it three in a row now. I think we're going to need a take on G soon. <laughs> Otherwise, we're never at the end of it. Um, no, absolutely perfect. I mean, as soon as I saw it, you guys saw my tweet. I tweeted, tweeted the Canon Chat account, tweeted G, and I said, look, we got it right. This is what yeah. I want to see. It works. There's just, I don't know what it is recently, but something for us has just clicked. And it's just all falling into place. I mean, it's it's you can see the team spirit coming through. I haven't seen in a long time with this team, yeah. and it's it's like it's like the little it's the little things where they're psyching themselves out. Ramsdale, Gabriel, and then it, there's Tomiyasu and Ramsdale, and it's just the energy is just absolutely unreal. I mean, Ramsdale thrives off an atmosphere. I mean, I believe the Leicester fans were trying to put him off, and they were going, "Oh, I, I think they went your." Sorry, I'm not going to say the word. And then it in the and then the last bit was oh, and he turned around and joined in. It, it was absolutely hilarious. But it's just, yeah. I just I love I love seeing this. I love seeing this. And plus the fact I wasn't there, that's why we won. <laughs> yeah, you, you see them joining in, sort of fist pumping to it as well. You know, yeah. it, it was yeah. brilliant. Um, I have to say, when the lineup came out, I was kind of I'm pleased. And you know, how long did we bang on? especially G, you know, you and me last season, bang on and bang on about the fact that, you know, Arteta wants to play a certain way, but he doesn't have mm-hmm. the players to suit the, the system he wants to play. Yeah. Now, he's got more of his own players, but he still obviously is lacking something in terms of players to play that 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. And I always said, you know, his biggest flaw is he's playing that, playing... He's trying to play players to fit his system rather than playing a system to fit his players. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it looks like maybe he's realizing no, play the system that suits the players. And a four-four-two with Lacazette playing just off of Bamiang is suiting these players. And th- yeah. this just seem to be a different team at the minute. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was really pleased to see that same lineup come out, especially when you consider how well we had played against Villa. Um. So. Actually, a couple of these comments. Mark, 350 euros of fools hang on. Excellent. Nice. You can buy us a coffee afterwards. Um, no penalty. Okay, Lee, hi, just joining. I also called a two-goal win. Well done, Lee, and welcome well along. Well done. Uh, Boris, with all these managers going, how lucky are we right now that the Arsenal board showed patience? Yeah. yeah um, I think that's kind of a... The, there will still be indifferent views to that. You know, there will still be people saying that, you know, maybe we should have got rid of him sooner. It, it seems to be working at the minute. Um, there is a scenario of results that could happen this weekend that we could finish the weekend two points off second place. It's crazy, crazy you know, isn't it? And when you think about mm. how far we've come after the first three games, that, that's incredible. But at the same time, there's still a lot of people calling for Arteta's head. So mm. it's... You know, time will tell whether they've done the right thing and sticking with them. Um, but we'll support them 
you know, and that, that's what we do as fans. We support our club, we support our manager, and, you know, until such times as he's not there, and we'll support the next person. Tavares will soon be a threat for Tierney, looks a player. From Mark, yeah, he absolutely does. Aye. The absolute joys of that. having an ex, an ex winger as a fullback. I love him. Yeah. I think he's brilliant. Scott saying Lacazette has been the key to the attack clicking. His physical attributes and drive bring out the best in other attacking players. Yeah. Um, I think the consistent back four has really helped to build defensive chemistry too. Last season we were chopping and changing, but this season we've been far more settled. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, obviously Tavares coming in for Tierney now, but when you look, you know, you've been, since Gabriel has partnered Ben White. At the centre of defence, they've been a different team, and obviously Tommy Asu coming in, you know, actually having a right back who can play right back mm-hmm. ha- has made the world of a difference because it's been a long time since we've had a right back who can play right back. And yes, I am having a dig at number two. Um, Gundozi coming home, love that he's in the intro. Oh, by the way, hi Gunners. I swear, I yes, swear that he's know, got an obligate. They've got an obligation to buy. On his, on his loan deal. He's not coming home. Sorry, Calvin. He's not. He's going. <laughs> he's in our intro, yeah. We may have to get that redone. Um, yeah, we'll need we'll to keep it for a while yet. Yeah. Two yeah. up top. Never understood why it stopped from from Keith. Yeah. I mean, Keith and me had this conversation a few weeks back about moving to 442. And yet again, our is finally listening to us. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Game kicked off. And... Um, you know, it was clear straight away that we were in charge. You know, we, we were controlling the game from the, the off. Um, I honestly thought Leicester were just, they just didn't turn up the first half. Mm. Um, they had moments, but for the most part, they weren't there. And after five minutes, we get a corner. Corner comes in, and Gabrielle is there to head at home. It's clear that... You know, we are the number one team when it comes to set piece scoring from set pieces this season. When was the last time we could say that? So obviously, you know, this, this guy we've brought in from Man City, he was available to, to help with the set pieces, has really, really done massive things for us. Gee, what was your thoughts when the ball went in the net? Yeah, it's just I, I never actually watched the game live because um, I, I was busy doing doing you know whatever it was. Um, but yeah, it's, I've, you know, I've supported Arsenal for a long time. And even during, even during some of our glory days, you know, we've, we've, there's always been, you know, set pieces have never really been something that, you know, we were massively kind of effective at. And, and in recent years, it's almost been non-existent, you know, when it comes to a free kick or a corner, you just think to yourself, there are times when when you get a free kick or or a corner, I'm more annoyed that we've got a free kick and a corner because the play's broken down because there's such little opportunity or chance at our scoring from a set piece. So, you know, whatever they're doing in training, you know, whether it's the new guys come in, what the different players, etc. But whatever they're doing, they need to keep it up because it's just phenomenal that we are now a threat at set pieces because it just it just adds a completely different dimension to our game. And teams cannot just, you know, teams don't have that kind of cushion to say, oh, well, we'll just take them and down and, you know, give them a free kick because we know we can defend against them. We've now, you know, somehow come up with a, 
with a with a strategy that works at set pieces. So it's great. But yeah, the goal, I didn't watch the game live, but I watched it back. It was a fantastic delivery by Saka. Um, got an assist on the day. Um, and it was a fabulous header. Um, it wasn't you, 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 your kind of cliche conventional header from a defender. He was kind of like on the turn, on the twist when he made contact. But boy, did he make contact. And it literally just flew straight into the net. So yeah, fantastic, fantastic delivery, fantastic header. Um, and it's really good that, you know, with Gabriel, not only do we have an absolute brick wall of a defender at the back, we actually have a real target and danger man in the area at set pieces because this is not, you know, the first goal he scored in in a, in a situation or scenario like this. So, yeah, absolutely thrilled that we got the early goal. Um, was definitely deserved, you know, how we started the game and how we were performing. Um, and also, just personally, really happy for him as well because as a defender, he's definitely getting the applause for his, you know, defensive displays. But, you know, as playing as a defender myself back in the day, it's also good when you get on the score sheet as well. So really happy for him, man. Yeah. Molly? No, I couldn't agree, uh, agree with G more. I mean, obviously being being a right back myself when I was younger, I mean, get, getting, the, getting the goals in is it's just equally equally as important as doing the defending, if you can get that. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't actually watch the game. I did, I have watched the highlight, highlights religiously, but... The crossing was absolutely superb. Yeah. And then for him to be r- right there at the right time is exactly what we needed. Because I've always complained about our aerial, aerial presence since Olivier Giroud left. And it seems we're kind of working on that. And it's, it's, I'm just so pleased to see it. So pleased. Because obviously you've got Aubameyang doesn't really get up in the air. And then Lacazette, he's just he's just too short. <laughs> Much as I love him, he's too short to be jumping jumping up. All the time. Okay. Um, all right, a couple of comments. Nathan Barnes, it's another new name to the channel, I believe. Yeah, um, yeah I've welcome. welcome. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the channel, Nathan. Great to have you with us. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done it. And for everybody else in the chat, make sure you hit that like button right now. Uh, what do you think of Spurs getting Conte? To be honest with you, we have discussed that already. So whenever this is over, jump back on and check out the first sort of half hour where we we talked about that and we talked about um, Santo getting the sack and obviously the chances of Emery going to Newcastle as well. Our new set piece coach, the signing of the summer, five assists in the last four games from Boris. Yeah, he's obviously had a massive influence there. Um, Spurs getting Conte, just had to check this fake news. But it's true, well, the stock just dropped. They must have promised him the moon. Yeah, Calvin, from what I'm hearing, they promised him 100 million in January. Um, Nathan, Conte's a great coach, but he's not a miracle worker. Spurs won't make top four. Yeah, and I think that probably, that pretty much sums up what we said, well, what yeah. Jay and Lottie had said, that, you know, with the squad that's there, um, it's, it's certainly not going to be, you know, they're not going to be challenging for anything. Um. Keith replying to Nathan there, fully confident Conte will do as usual and bugger off within two years, hopefully to be replaced by Christian Gross in his train <laughs> ticket. Um, here's my winter ball. Conte will leave with Spurs money, no problem with that. Nope, don't think any of us have any problem with that. Um, the fact that it's an 18-month contract, basically, it, it says all it needs to say. Yeah, it does. Um, Either Spurs aren't confident that he'll be able to do anything, well, he's or they just yeah. they know it's not going to be a long term thing. 
Uh, Mark come January, what do we reckon striker wise of of the um, cup duty? Maybe Laka more than likely being sold to Newcastle. DCL Watkins or Isak for me. Yeah, I'd be happy with any of the three of those. And the fact that obviously Villa are really struggling at the minute, you know, could potentially make it easier to prize Watkins away. Mm-hmm. And it warmed up. That was the ball. Sorry, Lottie, you were trying to say something there. But yeah, no, I forgot. Up. I forgot. I forgot. I was muted. I do apologize. No, I was just saying that I wouldn't touch DC, DCL with barge pole. He's been injured since like August, so I wouldn't touch him with barge pole as much as I'd like him. I, I I'll have his sack any day. Yeah, I think with with the January, I think a lot is going to depend on whether the Afcon goes ahead or not. Um, do you know I've what? Not... Our spine is le- a spine of a spine of our players yeah. is leaving Boxing Day. Yeah, it's, it's I've not scary stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors that it might not go on, go ahead. But if it does go ahead, then you know we 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 seriously are going yeah. to be weakened. But I did. I, I'm just not sure if we're going to jump into the market, you know, full on in January. I'm just not sure if that's what we're going to mm. do. But I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I did have a conversation on it's a football things um yeah. Scott's podcast the other day where I was on with James Rowe mm. and. I obviously I've been moaning about it, and he made me look at, look at it from a different point of view. The amount of pride these players must feel for them to be playing 100%. for their countries, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm sitting here moaning about Arsenal, and I didn't actually think of it like that because I because like I feel like some of us do forget that like, they are people at the end of the day, regardless. Yeah, and playing for their country is really important to them. You exactly, know? and especially yeah. with the um, the World Cup getting the African countries in now, it's going to be even mm-hmm. more important. Yeah. Right, listen, let's talk a wee bit more about this game and we'll come back to some more of these comments after. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we scored the goal and again, for the next sort of 15 minutes, we, we controlled the game. Um, they didn't really look threatening at any point and that's not like Leicester. Barty was really, really quiet. Um, but after 18 minutes, the ball broke in the box to this man, the Smith. And he fired home, getting on the score sheet yet again. Um, I think since Lottie said he was going to get another 20 this season, he suddenly, <laughs> he must have heard this and realised he's going to have to up his game if he's going to do that. Lottie, how did you feel when you, you seen his goal? Oh, for the highlights, I thought it was beautiful. His goals are getting better and better. I mean, it like the Leicester players were just standing there. It went straight clean, straight clean through the middle. Although, like, Saka was, like, further up. Me and G were talking about this before we went live. Saka could have gone for it, but he just absolutely went for it, and I'm glad he did because it was an absolute beauty. I'm so pleased for him. Like he's 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 getting the confidence to start going for goal, and I mean, as I, as I said before, I mean, his English England finishing needs to come back, and it clearly has. I mean, I think he'll be well on his way for another twenty this season. It's a long, 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 long season. <laughs> I can see G's face <laughs> as I'm all nice and smug. He's now up to four or five now, I believe. It's not sure if it's four across yet. all it's competitions. Yeah, it's, it's across all competitions. It's five, but it's four in the league, I believe. I believe I have to go and double check that. It was he placed it so well. You know, he he hit it with power, but there was so much quality in the placement of the shot that, and you seen that by Casper um, Schmeichel's reaction, where he basically just laid down and rolled back, and it was kind of yeah. Nothing I can yeah. do about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep her reacts like that. You know it's a good finish. Yeah. You know, so 
Um, it, you know, for me, I would want my keeper up shouting at the defenders and stuff, having a go at them. But when the keeper lies down like that and just says, yeah, nothing I could do, you have to hold your hands up and go, yeah, those are quality finishes. Jay, what was your thoughts? Yeah, it, obviously we scored the goal, the second goal. I think, yeah, like you said, 18 minutes. I think it was fully deserved. You know, we were we were by far the better side. Um, you know, a bit fortunate in, in how the ball kind of, you know, there was a bit of a scuffle scuffle in the penalty area. It kind of broke loose on the edge of the box and, you know, he, he tucked it away. But, you know, for me, that finish just tells me just how confident he is at the moment because it was that type of finish. You know, we've seen Smith-Rowe be in those positions, you know, multiple times last season, even even earlier on in this season. And, you know, he's not always had the, the most, you know, kind of calm, you know, he, he, sometimes he's kind of taken the shot too early. Sometimes he might have taken a touch, but the way he just finished that first touch, that is that that shows just how confident and on top of his game is like he is at the moment. So it was a beautiful finish, um, and yeah, two 0 up. Um, he scored another goal, and yeah, it's happy days. Do you know what I mean? He, he's playing some phenomenal football right now. And you know, I, I'll still say he won't get twenty goals this season. I still, I still stand by that. But um, you know, I think you know if he can get into double figures, um, that will be a f- fantastic return, and 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 that would be a fantastic return for any midfielder, um, you know, in in the Premier League because the Premier League is tough, you know. But if you know, I think the most goals he scored in a season is seven, I believe, for Arsenal. Um, but yeah, if he if he can, and he's already on four or five, so he's definitely gonna gonna be. It's definitely gonna be his most, you know, um, highest goal scoring season in an Arsenal shirt, which is fantastic. And I think that's what I said on one of our last shows is that I don't like to put too much pressure on these players, but I think the most important thing is that they show progression, and the way they show progression, not just that space with in terms of assists and goals, but also performances. But if you can back up those performances with goals and assists, being an attacking or an offensive player, then, you know, that's exactly what you want. So, yeah, he, he, he's he's really been one of our standout players this season. And, you know, let's just hope it continues. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so happy for the lads. Sorry, guys, yeah. I've just looked up his stats. He's had three in the league and two elsewhere. So, so it's five. Yeah, total of five. It's funny though, because I mean, obviously, the, the last two games he's performed really well, and that's coming off the back of, and I had said, you know, the Brighton game and who was the other game that we had the draw against? The two draws in a row, I'm trying to remember. Palace. Palace. Yeah, especially the Palace game where, you know, you had highlighted Odegaard as being sort yeah. of the, the missing player on the pitch. Yeah. And I had said to me, or I had said to you at the time, you could have taken Smith Rowe or Odegaard off that night mm. and it wouldn't have made any difference. You know, they were both kind of missing. Mm. He's upped his game and I think, I'll be honest, I think that a big part of that is the formation. I think this 4-4-2 really suits him because mm. he wants to play as a number 10, but he's good coming in off that left-hand side. The fact that he has, you know, someone like at the minute Tavares mm-hmm. and, you know, when he comes back, Tierney, who can bomb up and down that left-hand side and cover the left-hand side, yep. allows him that freedom to come more into the middle mm-hmm. and play as a, a sort of inverted 10 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's going to really flourish in that role. As a lot of our attacks in, you know, they can go with Tierney down one side, 
Saka up the other side or Tavares down one side and Saka up the other side, he can drift into the middle and play that number 10, but also come back out. Yeah. And that allows then Lacazette to push that wee bit further forward. Mm-hmm. Even though Lacazette's supposedly playing that sort of 10 role, it allows Lacazette to push that wee bit further forward and be closer to Aubameyang. And they can get you know feed off scraps of each other. So I think I mean this four four two, with the players we have, it's really going to work well. And I do think that you know Smithrow is someone that's really going to flourish in this system. Yeah. So moving on, um, Leicester did start to get back into the game, um, and to be honest with you, I, I kind of got a bit nervous at times that they were going to score. Yeah. Um. And then they got a free kick at the edge of the box. James Madison stepped up to take it. <laughs> and we all know the quality of Madison's free kicks. He generally hits the target. Steps up, takes the free kick. And this happens. Absolutely phenomenal save. Um, and I know I've seen... Jason Cundy from, from TalkSport, hmm. the ex-Chelsea player. Oh, wasn't that great a save? Yeah, it was. It was an absolutely unbelievable save. When keepers like Peter Schmeichel are coming out and saying about the quality of it, you know it's a good quality save. What were your thoughts on this one, Jay? You know what? It's like, as I said, you know, I didn't watch the game live, but it's funny because I actually caught the save. So... I actually tuned into a stream um, and caught the save. And even if I didn't catch the save, I would have heard about the save. Because I I tell you no lie, I was not watching this game. But when this save, I actually saw it. But even if I didn't see it, you know, happened to tune in at that point. um, Because I couldn't help myself. I wanted to watch the whole game after, but I couldn't help myself because just how well it was going. But even if I hadn't caught this save, you know, live on the stream, I would have known about it because when this save happened, my phone literally blew up. Like I had Arsenal fans, you know, friends, family, literally WhatsApping me, DMing me, literally sending me videos of it saying, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You know, so there was no way I was going to, I was going to miss this, this save, whether or not I'd watched the game or if I was watching the game or whatever I was doing. But, you know, we all know the the quality of Madison, particularly in in in, in set piece situations, um, and obviously being linked with him in the summer. Many of us wanted him to to, to come to Arsenal, but it was an it was an exceptional strike. Um, I don't think Madison could have really, you know, struck it any better. Um, but you know, given the fact that you know he had the sun in his eyes, um, it was a phenomenal strike. And his reactions and how much ground he actually had to make up to make this save, it was just phenomenal. And I've not seen it. I've not personally seen a save like this in a long, long time. And that's not just from an, an Arsenal keeper, just from any keeper. It was absolutely fantastic. And as you said, Stephen, you know, forget what 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 you know, talk sport, you know, talk sport hosts or whatever saying. At the end of the day, Peter Schmeichel is one of the greatest goalkeepers in football history, easily, I don't like to say it, but easily probably the greatest, you know, goalkeeper to to grace the Premier League. For him to come out and publicly, you know, acknowledge how good a save this was, that's all you need to know. And none of us need to be goalkeeping experts 
you know, to actually, you know, appreciate the beauty and 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 the ability that it takes to actually pull off the save that Ramsdale did. So you know what, it was it was out of this world. Um, I watched the game, and even though we scored two goals, I found myself watching this save on repeat all weekend because it was that good. So. You know, he, I was I was having this conversation with Arsenal fans all over the weekend, with yourself, even with Lottie before we went live. And you know, this this guy is just phenomenal. You know, I'm I'm not gonna say he's a world class goalkeeper, but what I would definitely say is that he's in world class form right now, in terms of his performances. Um, and I also saw big up Albert JTV because I, I did watch and one of his fam cam videos over the weekend. And he actually spoke about um, this save in isolation. You know, if you look at this save in isolation, there are very few goalkeepers that could actually, you know, pull off this save. And this save in isolation, it is a world-class save. It really is. There's no other way to describe it. So, you know, I said to Lottie before we went live, I said, this guy Ramsdale, in, in my whole life as an Arsenal fan... I have never ever experienced a player to come into the squad into in a transfer and the fan base feels so underwhelmed by signing, but yet a player come into the club and actually turn around the fan base so quickly, so rapidly, based on fantastic performances. He's he's an he's absolutely fantastic. And honestly, I could talk about this save and talk about his contribution. And his and and his input and impact into this team all night because I absolutely fall in love with this guy in, in terms of an Arsenal goalkeeper. Um, and you know, I, I take everything back what I've said because I was one of those Arsenal fans, as many of us was. You know, we 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 couldn't see the logic in signing him for the fee that we paid. You know, the team he came from, his record in terms of being relegated by both sides, and now look, you know, so it, it just shows, but. You know, I'm happy to hold my hands up and say I got it wrong. Um, because yeah, if I can see save save after save like this in an Arsenal shirt, then look, happy days. You know, he he's literally not only are you know the performances of the outfield players winning us games, but this guy is single-handedly saving us points week in, week out. And I don't think we can ask for, you know, a better goalkeeper right now between the sticks. Yeah. And as Tom said in one of the comments further on down here, it was the reactions to get back up again and save from Johnny Evans at point blank as well. You know, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, and even Arteta said, you know, in the post-match that, you know, from his point of view, when he watched it and, you know, Madison took the free kick in his head, he just went, yeah, it's a goal. You know, so the fact that it was a clean sheet at the end of the game was, you know, yeah, a testament to how good Ramsdale was. Um, and the fact that he got man of the match, yeah, you know, we win two 0 and our goalkeeper gets man of the match. Yeah. It kind of says yeah. a lot. It yeah. says he was brilliant. It mm -hmm. also said that you know we didn't maybe control the game as much as we would have liked, mm -hmm. but we got the job done. So we'll move on to a second. I just want to come back and obviously we've been filling up here with comments. Um, and as you know, on this channel, we like to to try and read them all out um, and make everybody's comment important. So, Mr. Boris, Van de Beek unknown to cover centre mid, yay or nay? Um, for me, very quickly, I would say yes. Not who I want. I want Bruno Gamerish, but yes, I would take him. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. Same. Um, just so you know, folks, um, Lottie's laptop has blown up again. Um, 
so I'm not sure if she'll be joining us for the rest of the show or not. Um, if not, you'll just have to look at our lovely, lovely faces. Um, Tom, bugger, we got Man City New Year's Day. Mark, if we get uh, if we're fourth or higher, I think we have no choice but to spend. Yep. Um, Mark, other Mark, I'm saying White improving every game looks a great buy. Yeah, absolutely, he's definitely improving. Still not worth fifty million, but definitely on the right roads. KTSR is bringing the timing of his runs into his game on top of his other attributes. Now he will be the best all-round midfielder England has within three years, guaranteed. He's got tough competition with Alexa Foden and Mike, but yeah, he may well be. Calvin, I'm happy with ESR versus having signed Grealish. Fantasy thoughts. Sorry to keep comparing these two. Not sorry. Not compare away. No problem at all. Evening, Ross. Um, Keith, again, anywhere between 10 to 15 goals for a 21-year-old midfielder is exceptional. He'll definitely have 10 to 20 goals and assists. Calvin, please pick Tavares versus Tierney for your starting. Right now, Tavares, right now, based on form, for me. Okay. Um, I would still say probably KT. Mm. But it's, it's a real tough one. Uh, Mark's still top six onwards and upwards, absolutely. Um, that Everton have lost tonight 2-1, so well done, Mark, I'm winning your bet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that keeps us in the top six. So, you know, when you consider we've gone from last to sixth in seven games, Crazy. it's definitely we're on the right roads. I'm beating in nine now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, meant discuss, not pick from Calvin. Yeah. Um, so, well, we, we kind of discussed it very quickly. Um, Nathan, we play Liverpool away at Anfield. I think soon it will be yeah. a true test of where we are. Yeah, it's... We've got Watford next weekend, yeah. then there's the international break, and then it's yeah. it's away to Anfield for the Liverpool yeah. game, and you're right, that will be the big test of where we actually are. Mm -hmm. um, Mark, save of the season 100%. Lee, dare I say, seeming like save. Um, Pickford now looking out. Yeah, and again, you know, Everton are struggling, and yep. all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're well above Everton now, and mm -hmm. Pickford's conceded another two tonight. So, you know, Ramsdale has a chance. Yeah. Definitely. Joseph, big up, Lolly, G and Stephen. Hope you're all well. Um, we are, although I'm starting to lose my voice a little. Russ, he didn't catch it, though. Um, he didn't, and I know what he's saying, but that because you kept saying, oh, I caught the, <laughs> caught the save. Um, and I was thinking the same thing. If only Ramsdale had caught it, that would have been an even better save. Um, Tom, and to have the reactions to see the second point blank, Johnny Evans, just magnificent. Um, Calvin, if Odyssey's made saves. Um, I loved how one the save had me off my seat, and two, Aaron paid tribute to the training that helped him launch to make the save from Keith. If Carlsberg made saves from Russ, Russ, um, I always thought Ramsdale was the right signing, outstanding effort from from Lee. Um, guys, check your phones. Yes, Lolly, we've we've seen it's, it's blown up. Um, yeah, I did see this actually. Else, is that it? <laughs> yeah, I did actually see this this comment from Simon Jordan, who obviously is very, very opinionated, can be very controversial at times. But yeah, um, I don't know if you saw that clip, but there was a clip circulating on Twitter, and he was basically saying that. Um, 
exactly what Tom was saying in that it was it's, it's actually turned around to be really good business by Arsenal um, in hindsight. Um, he also spoke about um, Ramsdale arguably right now being potentially England's number one based on form. So yeah, it was TalkSport's not um, a channel that um, or a Twitter page that I follow anymore just because I feel as though a lot of the content is quite anti-Arsenal. But it was nice um, to see a clip that somebody had shared that was actually giving, you know, our players, you know, some some just some just praise. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> Ross, check my phone, nothing. Um, not you, Ross, from Lottie. Sorry, Lottie, I just checked and I've sent you the link there. Um, apologies. Um, didn't I? Yes, I did. Um, technical difficulties, these things happen on live live streams. Um, NW30, good evening all. Um, Arsenal seem to have a spine now, yeah. Absolutely. Ramsdale distribution is amazing. Yeah, he really is. How does computer blow up twice, Lodic? Um, Talksport blocked for Lee. <laughs> um, I've been banished, Lee. It's my work, one which is fine by me. And Calvin, top strikers be worth um, over 100 million in the media. Salty over keepers under 30 million. Yeah, absolutely. Because mm. um, it's our keeper, that's why. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, sorry, uh, where have I got to? Yes, sorry, there's a comment coming in there. Yeah, it's pretty clear and dire that people they have on there. I like Woodsy and Parter, but that's it. Yeah, and on that, um, I don't know if anybody's seen the, the new story. Kieran Dyer needs a new liver. Oh, no, I've not seen that. Um, yeah, he's the new Ipswich under twenty three coach, and apparently he needs a new liver. So hopefully he is well and, and gets that. It's okay. Welcome back, Lolly. Welcome back. Just in time to talk about the next incident in the game. Um, nope, she's away again. No, so, I'm still yeah, here. I'm still here. Um, Sorry, I guys. No worries. I just want to talk about this one briefly. Um, G, and this was a Bamiang getting brought down by Johnny Evans. Mm-hmm. Sort of in the second half, you're sort of 65 minutes in roughly. Ball played over the top. Um, Aubameyang turned to Evans and he was going to be gone. I'm going yeah. to be clean through on goal. Now, it was sort of 40 yards out, but with Aubameyang's pace, Evans was never going to keep up with him. And he effectively rugby tackled him to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you make of the incident? <sighs> It's, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm glad we're sitting here and, you know, we're not talking about this having impacted the result. You know, I think that that's, that's first of all, it's good. You know, we can talk about this and we can, you know, we can kind of discuss it because it, it was an important, you know, uh, um, incident in the game. At the same time, it didn't actually affect, you know, the the the, the, the final result, but... You know, all we want is consistency. That's all we want. And at the end of the day, that's something that we're just not getting, you know, and that's from an Arsenal perspective. But I feel like, you know, speaking to rival fans, you know, other 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 Premier League teams, etc. We're not getting consistency across across, you know, the whole league, across across all different games. And it was a red card, you know, it was a ball over the top, a Bamian was gone, and 
he was basically rugby tackled, you know, wrestled to the ground. He was, there was nobody from where Bamiyang was going to leave that defender. There was going to be nobody between him and a goal scoring opportunity. So for me, it's a red card. And where I say we want consistency, I was watching some of the post-match analysis when they were looking at that incident. And it was an exact, you know, identical incident involving Wilfred Zahar and um, a Man City defender um, in another Premier League game. And it was the exact same referee that was officiating that game. And if you looked at the two incidents, they were exactly identical. But yet, with the with the Zahar incident against Man City, it resulted in a red card. There we go. I didn't even know you had that image prepared. But it was the exact same incident. Now, the the the, the incident on, on your right-hand side of the screen involving Zahar, I can't remember who the defender was for CE. It resulted in it resulted in a red card, you know. So I don't understand how the same referee looking at an exact identical situation can can give one as a red and one as a yellow. But yeah, even if that does happen, then what is the point of VAR? You know, VAR, as we're told, is there to assist the referee. But as far as I'm concerned, like it shouldn't be up to the referee's discretion when they want to or when they do not want to use VAR. For me, the referee should be allowed to use VAR if they're not sure on a decision, but also the officials controlling VAR should be able to intervene and actually override the referee's decision and say, actually, that's the wrong decision. This is the correct decision. Because otherwise, what's the point? There's no point in using it at all. So for me, it was a red card. It was the wrong decision. Um, and I'm, I, you know, we can sit here and we can we can discuss it quite calmly and rationally because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it didn't impact the final result, thankfully. But with this type of inconsistent refereeing, there are going to be many occasions where this type of decision could, you know, impact the game. You know, if this was a two-two, you know, game, which you know, or or, or a much closely contested game, like many of us predicted in terms of scoreline, that could have been massive in terms of you know shifting the balance of the game. And you could see by you could see by Bamiang's reaction. You know, it was clear that you know he knew he was going to have a goal scoring opportunity. He knew, you know, he was gutted that he was taken down. And you could see that the reaction of the Arsenal players, you know, when the yellow card was produced, and you could actually see the reaction of Arteta on the touchline. It, it was clear, as clear as day it was a red card. You know, so yeah, again, it's just it's just another incident that highlights, you know, the the poor, the poor, um, you know, the poor performance of a referee in the Premier League, um, and just the standard of officiating is just not consistent where it should be. Absolutely, Lottie, do you want to take yourself off mute for a minute? <laughs> yeah, sorry, there's a lot going on, <laughs> a lot, lot, lot going on in my house. My mom received a phone call, so I had to remove myself from my living room. I do apologise, and no <laughs> my laptop blew up again. Sorry. Your thoughts on this incident? Um, do you know what it's? It's as G said, the ref, the the English refereeing is really, really, really poor. I mean, we we know it's poor because we we all we all watch the Euros, and that the referee in there was absolutely impe impe impeccable from the non English um referees. 
I mean, I, I don't understand why you can give one red to, to the one on the right and not the left. Crazy. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, Jay, you're absolutely right in what you're saying. It's nice to be able to sit here and talk about this and not have to be angry about it and the fact that it's yeah. affected the outcome of game, which was so often the case last season for us. Um, but we're still finding ourselves having to talk a lot about these decisions this season. You know, we've just been in the fortunate position that it hasn't cost us games. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we look at the, the red card for David Louise last season against Wolves. And, <laughs> you know, that cost us points. Yep. And made us angry. Whereas this hasn't cost us any points. What it has potentially cost us, though, is another goal. Yep. You know, because the chances are Bamiang's three on goal, one on one with Casper Schmeichel. Chances are he's putting that in the back of the net and it's 3 0. Mm -hmm. Now, doesn't sound like an awful lot in the grand scheme of things, but 3 0 puts us back on level playing field in terms of goal difference. We're back to zero in terms of our goal difference. Instead mm -hmm. of sitting at minus one after yeah. 10 games, we're sitting at zero, which still isn't great, you know. But when you consider we shipped nine goals in the first three games, three games yeah. you know, and we've only shipped four since in the league. Um, but that could have put us back to zero in terms of goal difference, which would have been an awful lot nicer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it has cost us that way. And goal difference can make a difference come the end of the season. You know? So, it you're right. It's, it has to be one rule for, for everybody. And it still yep. seems like it's one rule for us and one rule for everybody else. Um, the standard of refereeing, it, it's just not good. I know we've had this conversation before, and it turns out there there are full time referees now within the UK. I didn't think there was. They're not mm. good enough, and the Premier League as a whole, it's ruining the product mm -hmm. by having some standard referees. And I'm sure you know we're an Arsenal channel, and we will pick up on what happens to Arsenal. But I'm sure if we were to watch other teams' channels and fan channels, that there would be ones saying, "Oh, the referees are against us." Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. So I'm sure we're not the only ones that feel they're getting a hard time from referees. So why the Premier League are not looking at bringing in full-time referees from other countries, bringing in the best referees, being trained by the best referees? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's beyond belief that yeah. they don't want to market their product in that way. It's crazy. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, my voice really is gone. So yeah, I don't, mind. Um, I don't mind doing all the talking. <laughs> no, we know you don't. Um, <laughs> I thought I'd say it before you lot did. <laughs> oh, you knew you knew we were thinking it then. Did I know, you? I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Let's see. A um, couple of these comments, and then there's one more quick point I want to make from the match, and then we'll, we'll sort of we'll round the match up. And we'll, we'll have another chat about a couple of other things. Um, we've got to Lee. I know Kieran's cousin. We wish him well, Lee. If if that's the case, um, you know, pass on our best wishes from everybody in the Cannon Chatter team. I know that will mean nothing to, to Kieran Dyer, but it it's still, you know, maybe he might like to hear that people from other teams are you know supporting him in his fight against um his, his problems with the liver and stuff. 
Calvin Maxaday got the got a right for a change versus Peter Walton. You need to look at the distance. Oh my lord, BT Sport for this guy at the pasture. Absolutely, Peter Walton is just a ridiculous clown of a man. Um, and I haven't watched Max of Den years, so can't comment on what they've said. Um, NDB30. Gee, you can read these for me. Yeah, no worries. So NDB30 TV, that was a red from Uber, a foul. Laporte uh, got red for the same tackle. Yeah, Johnny Evans should have got a yellow for the slight kick for Ramsdale too. Yeah, so we, we kind of covered that um, in, in the image we put up. Um, Keith, Uber was clearer, albeit further out. And Zaha was also, Evans had him round the throat as well, round his waist. Should that not qualify as dangerous play in his own right, regardless? Yeah, completely agree. I'm not sure how, if you see it, you can't necessarily, you know, for me, if the ref sees that, and gives a yellow card, then you could only give a red if he's actually seen it. It's not like he's missed it. So it's just bizarre how he pulled out the yellow and not the red. Um, Russ, away from this, did anyone see that Rashford tackle over the weekend? Not even a yellow. I didn't. Um, so I can't comment. I don't know if either mm -hmm. of you did. I caught the last 10 minutes of the um, yeah. Man United game. So, Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes, I think I did see that one. Um so, was right, it on um, Rashford actually, or did Rashford do it? No, I think it was Rashford made the tackle. Okay. Um, I was Rash went into the sort of middle of the legs. It was high feet. Mm. Should have been off. Okay. Um, um, was it another Calvin... 34 tackle? <laughs> One of those. One of those. Calvin Vi is supposed to stop this. If Vi doesn't do this, then it's not a good addition to the sport. We have had a couple of our decisions, but feel on balance. I'm VAR out. And yeah, that's something we've we've discussed a lot, you know, on our shows. Um, and that's what I said just, just a couple of minutes ago. That's why VAR's there, you know. VAR VAR is is practically there to, you know, kind of rectify decisions that are not correct on the pitch. So if it's not actually doing that, then we might as well just stick to having just the referees on the gate on the pitch at the time. So yeah, completely. I was all for VAR, but right now if they got rid of it, I wouldn't lose any sleep. Uh, Mark Green, listening to BT Sports um, match coverage, the commentary team was saying Michael Oliver is the best ref in the Prem, which doesn't say much for the rest of them. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> oh, you should try listening to Five Live on Arsenal and they're not even commentating on the game. They're, they're chit-chatting. Oh, All I good. could hear was the Arsenal fans on the radio, though. So, massive good. shout to our away yeah. support. We lose more games with Michael Oliver as referee than any other referee in the Premier League. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Lee Meadows, um, I believe we had an overseas official in one of the Premier League fixtures this weekend. Okay. Do you know what fixture it was? Yeah, we've now got the Australian referee, mm. haven't we? Yeah. Scott, if you're still in the chat, what's his name? Okay. He's probably, he might have come, gone by now, but mm. Scott will know because they, they um, did a big thing for his first official game. Okay. He refereed um, a Carabao Cup game, Wimbledon for us, and then on the weekend mm. it was his first league Premier League game. So Scott, okay. Scott might know. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Lee Meadows again. I'll pass on your well wishes. Thank you, thank you so much for doing that, Lee. Um, Antonio, greetings all. Sorry, I'm late, late day at work. No problem, Antonio. Lovely that you're joining us, um, Antonio. Again, Harry Kane and Vardy playing the ultimate game of hide and seek. Can't be found anywhere. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Love that comment. Um, Albert JTV, I bigged you up a little while ago just because I watched some of your stuff over the weekend about Ramsdale's um, performance. 
Uh, but yes, Canon Chatter family, I'm a bit late to the chat, but people smashed that like button. Thank you so much, Albert. Um, Keith up next. Um, Antonio, the loss, the loss up, bro. Yeah, I don't know. The loss up, bro. Have I missed something there? How you said that, or no, that's what's up, bro. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. You can tell I don't read these comments out often, innit? Um, Antonio again, just saying, doing well. Hope you're all good. Um, and then Keith, yes, mate, to Albert JTV. Right, okay. So, yeah, just before we sort of sum up the match, there's there's someone I want to pick out, and I want to sort of a, a special mention to you as such. Um, and someone I never thought I would say this about. She had Kalashnik. Um, came on with a few minutes to go, and do you know what? Through everything, you know, he we know he wanted to go during the mm -hmm. summer, he yeah. couldn't get a move away. You look at what Harry Kane's been like since he didn't get his move away. You consider Kalashnik went out and loan for the second half of last season, but do you know what? Okay, he wasn't very good against Silly because he's not a very good player, but you can't fault his attitude. Mm. And you can't fault his his desire to do well for the team and his team spirit. You mm. see it, um, and you've seen pictures of him celebrating the goals with the rest of the team. So I have to sort of I, I want to pick him out and sort of give him a special mention as someone who, whilst we know he has no long term future at the club, deserves a, a mention just for for putting in that effort despite everything when he mm -hmm. could quite easily down tools and be a pain in the backside and mm -hmm. be a problem for Arteta. He hasn't been. He, he's been a model professional. So I just want to say well done to Kalashnik. Mm -hmm. Don't know if either of you want to make any comments on that or not. Well, I only saw the highlights, so I can't really. But it's, this, it's actually nice to see that he's actually performing and he's not doing a ghost job like Kane is at Spurs. Um, mm. I mean, he did, obviously, as you said, he didn't get his move, but he's still is going to fight for his space in this team. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of player we do need, even if he's not phenomenal mm -hmm. at what he does. He's that squad player that's there for that position. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, you know, I think with Kalashnik, we know that, you know, his ability is at a certain level. Um, and that's not, you know, not really what we need at Arsenal. But I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Stephen uh, and Lottie, in terms of at the end of the day, you know, he didn't get his move away. He's still got a job to do. Um, and it's good to see that he's doing it, you know, to the best of his ability. Because I think that's one thing about modern day footballers that, you know, does does leave a bad taste in your mouth is when they do act unprofessional. Because, you know, we're not footballers, but we all have jobs. And we all live in somewhat the real world where, you know, we're kind of contracted to, to, to a company or a job that we're doing. And, you know, we've always got to put in a certain level of performance. And if we don't, you know, we can lose our job from one day to the next. So um, sometimes you feel like with footballers, you know, they 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 do kind of like sulk, you know, get the ump, throw their, throw their toys at the pram, etc. So it's good, you know, it's good at the end of the day. Look, you know, he's not going to be here, you know, at the end of the season. You know, we are going to ship him, you know, sell him off. But... <laughs> At the end of the day, if he's called upon and he does, uh, you know, he, he, he's called upon and he has to play, it's good to see that, you know, he is going about it professionally. So, yeah, hats off to him. 
<laughs> Keith, I'm clearly too street for you, G. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> uh, brilliant. And Tom, we've got Ozil's bodyguard. Yeah, I remember. You know what? It's funny because we did a show, um, me and Steven. I'm not even sure if um, Lottie was with us at that point. I'm not too sure. And I actually said on one of the um, videos that the best thing he did in an Arsenal shirt was stop Ozil's get Ozil from getting robbed, which actually did quite well. But yeah, probably a bit harsh, but you know what I mean. Um, Mark Green Gillette. We've got Mark Green Gillette. Um, I don't know if I've missed that. That's again. The I can get. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Cheers for that, I'm Mark. And... Go. No so, right. Um, Lottie. Sum up your feelings on the match overall. I'm just pleased we won. We went up there, we got the points. As I've said multiple times, it's not one of my favourite places to go. Um, and also, has anybody seen Vardy? I, I believe he's still in Ben White's pocket. Still not see, seen him around lately. Gee, have you? No, no. He's if anyone does in find him, please return him to the King Power. Missing in action, mate. <laughs> Gee, your thoughts overall of the game? Yeah, you know what? Like, like I said, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and be a hypocrite and say I've not criticized Arsenal because I have. Um, so for me, the you know, the results are great, um, but what I'm seeing now is um, are good performances to go along with some of those, some of those good results, which is fantastic. Um, and I think, I think we were all nervous about this game. To be honest, I think if we're if we're completely honest, I don't think many Arsenal fans imagined that. One, we were going to get a victory, and two, we were going to get a clean sheet for sure. I think most Arsenal fans were were pretty blatantly honest to say, "Look, we might win the game, but we'll definitely not get a clean sheet." I had many conversations about that. So yeah, great performance, great result, clean sheet. We keep it moving, you know. Watford next. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, with that said, um, obviously we've got Watford next weekend before the international break, so one more game to go. Looking at the league table. Um, courtesy of the Premier League's website tonight, you know, it, it suddenly makes an awful lot more pleasant reading. It does. Um, sixth place, joint on points with Man United, um, albeit they have a better goal difference of plus five over us. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, we're only three points off Man City in third place. Mm -hmm. um, and as I say, there is a scenario where this weekend, if results went our way, we could potentially be up as, as high as third. What is that scenario? We would be, would be fourth, but would only be two points off Liverpool. Mm, what is the scenario? What results would have to go our way? So, United have to beat City. Okay. West Ham have to beat... Um, no, it's not West Ham. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's, Man it's, it's the Manchester clash this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. United have to beat City. Liverpool would have to lose. I'm trying to remember who they were playing. Okay. Um, They've got West, West Ham. Ham. Was it West Ham? I yeah, it's West Ham. Mm. Yeah, it's okay. West Ham. I've checked it because my, my half my team are playing each other for fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately. Three points off second. West Ham would actually go into second if that was the case. Yeah, so do we want mm. do we want a do we want a West Ham win or a Liverpool win? We just want them all to draw, I think. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Them all to draw and us pick up wins. Yeah, that's um, it. But the, the positive is, like, as I say, you know, if you go back to three games into the start of the season, we've lost three in a row, conceded nine goals, scored none, 
Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, seven games later, scored 12. We've only conceded four in that time. Mm. Um, picked up 17 points. You know, and it's 17 from a possible 21 points is a pretty good Fantastic. return. Fantastic. It is. You know, and when you consider, you know, Brighton getting a draw at Liverpool at the weekend, didn't they? Yep. Um, it makes our draw with not so bad. Uh, and Palace beating City. Yeah, that was another one. Got a draw yeah. against Palace. So, you know, it, yeah. it's not so bad, those two results. Yeah, we would like better. But I'm still pleased with 17 from 21. And if we beat um, Watford, which we should do, you know, that's what, 20 points from 24? Mm. You would take that. You know, if yeah. someone had offered you 20 yep. points out of 24 from that run of eight games, you'd yeah. happily taken it. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, and that sums that up. Um, obviously, as I say, it's Watford um, next weekend, next Sunday, two o'clock kickoff. Um, I know Lottie will be at the game. Um, should be a good one. As I said, I expect we'll pick up three points, but we'll discuss that on probably Friday night on our, our preview show. Um, so with that said, that, that's kind of the, the review done. So we'll move on. And G, do you want to tell us what you've got coming up for us this week? Yeah, so um, obviously, you know, we kind of mentioned it earlier in the show that we um, are aware that some of our shows are going on for a little bit longer than we probably liked them to go on for. Um, we always kind of had a view for these shows to be kind of an hour, an hour and a half. But in recent weeks, we've done two, even a three-hour show. So we are trying to split up the content a little bit more. Um, there will be at some point the return of the Lottie show. Um, I know Lottie's working really hard behind the scenes um, in terms of getting that back up and running. But um, so stay tuned for updates with regards to that. But this Wednesday, um, put it in your diaries. Um, we will be, or I will be hosting um, the first episode of G Talks. I'm not really going to reveal um, what we're, what the topic is going to be on Wednesday. Um, I'll be doing the stream, I'll be creating the stream and doing all the advertisement for that show um, tomorrow daytime, uh, ready for, for, for Wednesday. But yeah, G Talks is literally just, um, you know, another content show on the platform, which is Canon Chatter TV. It breaks up the content a little bit more. And what we'll basically be doing is each week I'll be getting some guests on the shows. Um, and that will be, you know, people like yourselves, you know, fans, you know, people that have been with us from, from the get-go, people that are joining us new all the time. So if you are interested, um, this will be a weekly show. Generally, it will be on every Wednesday from about seven, either 7, 8 or 9 p.m. on a Wednesday, depending on people's availability. Um, if you are interested in... Um, being on that show because I will need guests kind of on a weekly basis. Um, please do drop myself, Lottie or Stephen a DM. Um, and then obviously we can have a conversation and we can find obviously a convenient time to, to get you on. But yeah, the shows will probably be about an hour long in length and we'll be talking about all things kind of Arsenal, but we'll also be kind of broadening it and having kind of more kind of in-depth conversations about one general topic um, and it won't just be Arsenal-based, so it will be football-based, um, but it would also kind of tie into kind of society issues as well. Um, so, yeah, it's it's. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really excited about it. Um, first show will be this Wednesday at 7pm. Um, the stream will be um, created tomorrow. 
Um, I can announce that one of the guests on the show um, will be an Arsenal fan, somebody who's appeared on our channel quite often. Um, that's Chris, a.k.a. Gunner King from the Armoury TV. He's agreed to be one of my guests on the first show, which is on Wednesday of this week. Um, and believe it or not, um, the second one is uh, a family member of mine. Uh, he's not massive on Twitter. It's something I'm still trying to get him um, to go into. But um, he is a character. He is my cousin. His name's Andre. And he is a Spurs fan. So we'll be having our... <laughs> we'll be having a Spurs fan um, on G Talks um, on G Talks on Wednesday, which will be really interesting, particularly because yeah, Gunner King is quite banterish uh, with the Spurs fans, and obviously Andre is a Spurs fan. But yeah, look, I, I'm really in I'm really excited about it. Um, stay tuned tomorrow because that's when the kind of first tweets and stuff will be going out. But yeah, if you are free on Wednesday at seven pm, really really appreciate it if you do like come along and 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 give me all the support you can on Wednesday. So yeah. Thank you, guys. Hope to see you on Wednesday at 7. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And um, I think from what I would say is it's going to be a real opportunity for G to, to go more in depth in the topics as well. You know, we, we tried at the start of these preview and review shows and stuff to cover off other topics other than just the match. This is going to be an opportunity for G to go into a bit more detail on some of them and a bit more depth in some of those topics. Um, and for the most part, it's going to be G and other people. Same way when Lottie does her show, it's going to be Lottie and other people. It's not going to, you know, I'm not going to be on G show very much. Lottie won't be on there. Same way me and G won't be on Lottie's show very much. We want to break it up and, and you know, try and get more of you guys involved. Um, I will be, and, and G and me have already discussed this, I will be on a couple of his shows because there are some topics that, you know, I, yeah. I can't let them have the whole thing I want to be involved with. Um, yeah. because they're close to my heart as well. Um, and they're things that, you know, I support G's opinions on, and, but they're, they're things that we, we've discussed before that we, we want to talk about and we want to do together. So I will come on for those couple of things. But for the most part, as I say, myself and Lottie won't really be on G's show. Um, same way as we won't be on, me and G won't be on Lottie's show. Um, and at some point, you know, you never know, I might do a show too. Um, and we'll give you loads and loads of extra content to watch. Yeah. Um, so, listen, with that said, um, Lottie, anything else you want to cover off tonight? Uh, well, the fantasy football ended this weekend, this tonight, actually. Um, so I haven't got any updates for anybody because the updates won't officially be there till tomorrow. So I will have an update for you on Friday. Okay, excellent. Let's read a couple of these comments and then we'll run through socials and maybe the subscriber challenge, but more you know, yeah. recap on that one. Um, where have we got to? Tom, aha, you got lots of grief on Twitter for that one, for your Vardy comment. Do you know what? It's a joke. People can't take a light-headed joke. I have never questioned Vardy's goal record against us. He terrifies me. For me to make a joke, it makes me feel better about it. So, 100%. Calvin, the AFC laundry basket. <laughs> um, Antonio, we can still hit fifth place, even top four. Just need to keep the momentum going. Not saying we've turned a corner yet, but our squad is meshing together better with each match. I still keep the faith. Yeah, and um, Antonio, I know you always watch these shows back when you get a bit more time, but you'll you'll hear our comments, um, especially what I was saying, just in terms of the formation. Um, 
and how the 442 I think suits the players we have. Um, Calvin, we're very much different. This isn't a lucky streak. Come on, you gunners. Um, we are moving back. Joseph, my man G is going to smash it. And G spurs you all the fans they can get. <laughs> Make yeah, sure you shoot them and give it to the telephone box. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joseph, thank you for all your support. Lottie G. Stephen getting counselling next week. Um, no worries, Joseph. As we've always said, we're always here for you. DMs are open for all of us. And, yeah. you know, talk to us anytime you need, buddy. Anytime at all. Right. Um, Lottie, do you want to tell us what's happening with the subscriber challenge? Off the top of my head, can I be really shameful? I've actually forgotten. All right. I'll do it then. Um, if we can hit a thousand subscribers <laughs> I'm so sorry. by the end of the year, um, G is going to bleach his hair and his beard, but unfortunately not his eyebrows. Um, no. no. A nice bleach blonde. <laughs> this was coming off the back of obviously players doing this during the Euros of the summer. And I had said that I would do it if we had hit 500 by the time the season started. We didn't do that, but G had agreed that if we had a thousand by the end of the year, he'll do it. So. Make sure if you haven't subscribed that you are now. Um, and as I've said before, take friends' phones, family members' phones, and just log on to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and give them their phone back, give them their computers back, whatever it should be. If we hit 2,000 subscribers by the start of next season, Lottie um, is going to get a tattoo. And that tattoo is going to be picked by yous. The viewers. So the way it's going to work, um, Lottie, G and myself are all going to come up with a design. Um, we have been told it has to have an Arsenal badge in it or an Arsenal cannon or something in it um, as a minimum requirement. Um, doesn't say what, the, what we can't do, but <laughs> we have some ideas in mind. Um, and if we hit Please the, be aware, the I have seen none of these yet. This is why my face is reacting the way it is if we hit the 2000 subscribers by the start of next season then lottie's going to well what we'll do is we'll put these designs out for a vote the winning vote will get tattooed on lottie we're not sure where she hasn't told us where we're going to be allowed to somewhere where i can hide it somewhere okay. where i can hide it if it's awful we want. this is going to happen in <laughs> g's one of g's best friends yep. tattoo um parlors yep. in london um yep. and i'm going to fly over and we're going to vlog the whole thing and we're going to create a nice wee video for the channel and let everybody watch what happens happy days and watch lottie's reaction afterwards when mm. we do you know what i actually find that 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 pain quite addictive so i won't be screaming you're quite safe depends what you're getting though isn't it yeah it's true it's true but if you see if like most of you haven't seen the size of the one i've got on my shoulder so okay that's quite big <laughs> So, guys, that's the subscriber challenge. Just make sure, as I say, if you haven't subscribed, you hit that button now and take anybody and everybody's phone and start subscribing. Let's get these numbers up so that we can get G's hair bleached and Lottie tattooed. Um, but how many do they? Two, then we'll maybe come back to, to, me get, to get me tattooed, Stephen. Sorry? Did you mention how how many do they need to get for me to do, for that to happen to me? Yes, yeah. 2,000. Yeah. 2, <laughs> I believe it's 2,000, is it? How many are we on now? Not quite 2,000 yet. 
Um, Joseph Blomperci, <laughs> you will look like Justin Bieber. Oh man, really? <laughs> <laughs> Calvin, no. I heart thirty-four. Not a bad shot. Keith, a Hector Bellerin tattoo. And um, Antonio. Oh, do, oh before I forget. The... Sorry, before we get to a thousand by Christmas, Antonio's meant to be buying a Harry Kane shirt. That's right. Antonio, Harry I have not shirt, forgotten. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was a Harry Kane yeah, England good shirt. Memory, good memory there, Lottie. Mm -hmm. um, so Antonio's saying that Kane tattoo is going to look great on Lottie's arm. Just kidding. A 90s Arsenal badge would look spectacular, though. Nah. Mm, too nice. Too nice, that one. Nah. Too friendly. <laughs> Listen, if Allison's going to fall out and over this, she might as, we might as well make it worthwhile. Actually, load yeah. this up on the TV, by the way, so she's nice. watching. Hi, Mum. <laughs> Hi. Right. Um, okay. If anybody has any more... Um, comments or questions drop them in the chat now we'll come back to them in a wee minute g do you want to do the needful yeah no problem so yeah thank you guys for tuning in always an absolute pleasure to have so many of you um tuning in to our live streams and 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 blowing up the comments so yeah thank you so much um if you don't know um we do have all the kind of regular social platforms that many of you will use so please if you aren't following our, our facebook page please do search it up straight after this stream you can find us at Canon Chatter. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, if that's your thing, then we are also um, on Instagram, which is at Canon underscore Chatter. Um, and if TikTok is your thing, um, please follow us on our newly, um, our, our new platform, our new page that we, we've opened, which is at Canon underscore Chatter. I know that Lolly's got her fancy new phone. She's going to be doing lots more on TikTok. <laughs> yep. Can't wait. Obviously, most of you will know us from Twitter. I think that's where we kind of like forged most of our relationships and, and friendships with you guys. Um, so if you're not following um, the official Canon Chatter Twitter page, please do follow us immediately after this. So you can find us at Canon Chatter. That's where we kind of tweet all our information with regards to live shows, streams, content, giveaways, etc. So it's really useful if you are following the official account. If you want to follow Stephen, um, you can find him at, at SB Cannon Chatter. If you want to follow myself, that's at G Talks Arsenal. And if you want to follow Lottie, that's at Lottie underscore B. That's two T's and two I's because somebody beat her to it. You see, I'm getting better. And if, unfortunately, tonight, I'm not wearing my, my merchandise and I know Stephen's going to tell me off. Same as you, Lottie. Not good enough. You're not wearing it. <laughs> but hey, anyway. <laughs> calling the pot kettle black, aren't we? <laughs> but Mine's yeah, the worst, Steven, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Steve is going to have words. I know he's noticed. He does nothing. Yeah. Nothing gets past him. But yeah, if Stephen is rocking the <laughs> merchandise, so please do. Um, if you want to purchase any of our hoodies, T-shirts or anything like that, um, or if there's something you want, you know, kind of, kind of chatter fiend and you've not seen it, you know, give us, give us a, drop us a DM or email um, at info at canonchatter.com um, or DM at SB Canon Chatter on Twitter. Um, and I'm sure we'll give you all the information you need. Um, most importantly, please do, if you enjoy our content, you watch our streams, make sure if you haven't already, you please do subscribe. Obviously, you know, Stephen said some of the stuff that we've got, you know, in the pipeline in terms of 
you know, the, the subscribe challenge with me going blonde and Lottie getting a tat. So make sure you do subscribe, you turn on those notifications and you do hit that like button. Thank you, G. And yes, it hasn't gone on because you're not in your Canon Chatter merch tonight. I knew, um, I knew already from when you from when you jumped on the from when you jumped on the into the studio before we went live. I could see the look on your face, but it's cool. <laughs> I felt like I was in detention. Do you know what? If I paid his wages, you wouldn't be getting them this week. <laughs> oh, quality, quality stuff. I'm a brand person. It's all about the brand. Yeah. Um. Anyway, right. Couple of comments, um, Lolly. This one for you. Any news on cup final tickets um, for obviously the Chelsea um, Arsenal Ladies Cup final from Tom? And he's booked his Barca tickets today. Oh, I've got my. I've also got my. Um, oh, Lottie's. You can you hear me? Yeah, yeah now you're back. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, not yet. Not yet. I think they're, they're probably going to go to ballot like the um, women's Euros have, have done. I've also applied for some of them, so fingers crossed. Um, as soon as I know, Tom, I'll let you know. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Um, and Joseph was funny. G and Lolly reaction to Danny Sideways, Sabayos return. Oh, oh yeah, um, no, Joseph asked us about Danny Sabayos returning to Arsenal, and no. I said, no, he can stay in the bin. Please, no. Yeah. <laughs> I seen that today, bin. but again, it's come from what well, I'm now starting to determine as a clickbait channel mm-hmm. um, from some of their posts over the last few days. Danny Ceballos is going to go to um, Real Betis alongside okay. um, Hector Bellerin. That's where Bellerin, yeah, I was going to say that's where Bellerin's yeah. at. Yeah. Um, he, he's another good one. Anyway. Yeah, they're good mates, and he's another childhood fan of Betis, and he actually yeah. played for them before. Um, so the, the, it, it very much looks like he's going back there. No truth in these rumours at all about him coming back to Arsenal. Absolutely none. Good. Um, Antonio, thank you again, Can Chatter Crew, for the work you all put into this channel and your passion. Bless your efforts. Thank you. And thank you so much thank for, so for much. constantly coming back. We love it. Um, and Tom saying, Coolio, um, to you, Lottie, obviously, for the ticket info um and as she says as soon as we got any more information let you know um right uh russ saying thanks guys thanks russ it hasn't popped up here for me to do this yet but it comes up on my phone um there we go thanks guys okay um anything else guys before we go no nothing from me great show really enjoyed it thank you guys for tuning in Lottie, any last words? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, especially if you're watching this back. We appreciate it. Excellent, thank you. Um, I can only echo what Antonio just said. Thanks, folks. You always end my Monday in the right way. Thank you, mm-hmm. Keith. Um, and have a good week, everyone, and the CC crew. Thank you, Calvin. So, as you know, mark it in your diaries, Wednesday night, G Talks, the first episode, really yeah. looking forward to that. The rest of us will be back on Friday night for the yeah. preview show for Watford. Um, so we'll catch you all then. Um, G, good luck on Wednesday. I'll be tuning in. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to it myself. And Lottie, I will see you Friday night. 
As for everybody else, have a great week. Um, and let's look forward to another great weekend. Good night. God bless.